Yo, 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 what's good, my people, the kings, the queens, my brothers and sisters, I am back, I told y'all I'll be back, I'm back with another episode, <clears throat> Um, so today, I think we're going to be discussing this, um, we, today we'll just be discussing the plight of the plight of the black man, um, so today, I just wanted to talk about a lot of things. I, I was getting a lot of ideas, um, um, you know, from child support to police brutality to the the white supremacists turning our women on us. They turn their women, you know, they turned our women on us. They give them better. They give them, you know, uh, high ranking jobs and. Um, make their salaries more than ours so they can turn their noses up at us a lot of black women don't fall for it but it's some i I say most of them or even i say you know 85 to 90 percent don't fall for it but as you know it's always the exception so today really what i wanted to talk about was the megan the stallion and tory lanes their whole debacle that thing that happened last year uh, so what happened last year was Tory Lanez allegedly shot Meg the Stallion in her feet. Um, and that was kind of the story that was going on. Now that they're in court, a lot of stories have been coming out. A lot of things have came out. A lot of things have been have come to the light. So now we're we're hearing the truth now what what they perceive to be the truth because you know honestly we don't know but Tory's lawyers brought up very good points and made changed her story so now it's been reported that Tory Lanez didn't have gun residue on him. And if anybody knows, when you shoot a gun, gunpowder is going to be on you. And uh, a, a brother made a great point saying that gun residue doesn't wash off, which it doesn't. gun residue does not um get off of you it does not wash off of you it 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 goes out after time so Tory Lanez didn't have any gun residue on him Megan's best friend had a uh, gun residue on her the gunpowder whatever um Tory Lanez his lawyer told him do not speak until your day in court so he speaks in his day of court and a lot of things came out may came out first she said tory shot me now it's changed so i was shot she didn't say tory shot me so now her story has changed she's recanting it and what i want to talk about is the black man is getting attacked from all fronts whether it be the lgbtq community um uh whether it be the white supremacist whether it be our women and the media just and i guess they're lumped in with the white supremacists but what's happening is p- 
people are starting to see the nonsense. So they went, they slandered this man for a whole year. He kept telling people, I did not shoot her. All she had to do was ask me that. And now it comes out that they don't even have evidence that this woman was even shot. And they asked her, why didn't you tell what happened? And she was like, I was trying to, I was trying to protect a black man. No, you wasn't. You was trying to say, you was trying to throw this man under the bus to become a sympathetic figure. Because let me tell you something, man. I'm not dogging Meg the Stallion, but I'm starting to look at her. I've been looking at her kind of different the last couple years. Well, this last year because of the things that she did and stood for. And then the narrative was we got to protect black women. We got to do this. We got to do that. But she blatantly lied on this man and possibly destroyed his image and his career. But once they said he had no gun residue on him, it all but exonerated him. Because if you have no gun residue on you, you didn't shoot the gun because like a brother pointed out gun residue is not something that gets washed off. It stays on you. Gunpowder does not wash off. It stays on you. So, you know, he's not an American, but he's still a black man regardless. And, and we are in a state of war. It's a war against us because when we, when people didn't, when people didn't back uh, Jesse Smutlet. Um, they call him Juicy Smutlet. When people didn't back him, um, going on what three years ago now, he staged an attack. He's found guilty. It, it, it ain't no he allegedly. He did that shit. He staged that attack. I don't know why. Nobody knows why, but him. He staged the attack, and it seemed crazy because I'm like the average person doesn't even know who Jesse Smutlet is. Nobody knows who this dude is. The average person, if you didn't watch Empire, you don't know who this dude is. You know his sister because she was in a lot of things. But he's he's been found out to be a liar. And they dog black men. The black men, they're the white men of the community. They're the white supremacists of the black community. <coughs> Excuse me. Black men are the white supremacists of the black community. And they do this and they do that. They do this and they do that. And it comes out that he was a liar. But nobody apologizes to black men. Nobody apologizes to black men when we're constantly bashed and we're constantly attacked. Because we are. We're always attacked. We're always bashed. And... It's a shame because we can't protect Like we have no protection. We have no protection. We have nothing. Because like I said, we're attacked on all fronts. If we don't support the LGBT, the, you know, the alphabet community, we're done. We're homophobic. If we don't protect all black women in Megan's case, you're misogynistic, you're a misogynoir, whatever the case may be. If you don't bow down to white people, you're seen as the big black 
combative black man. And, uh, you know, it, it's just we can't win for losing. But I'm telling you, man, the Internet is a beautiful, it's a good and a bad thing. It's beauty and the ugliness of the Internet because it's exposing all of these people. It's exposing all of these people, all these these divestors are getting exposed. These white supremacists, these lying black liberals, and I'm going to do an episode on them. And I got a long episode to talk about them as well, because I'm going to go in on them mofos, man, over there. But the black man is getting attacked even by some of his peers and even by our peers in the media. Black men attack us like Stephen A. Smith has this unhealthy obsession with Kyrie. Like you like, bro, you have to stop it. Like at this point, ESPN needs to talk to him and tell him, bro, you need to stop talking about Kyrie. The Nets let that man back because they were desperate. They're in the business of winning. They do not care about this man's personal choice of his body. That's his personal choice not to get the vaccinated. People are putting pressure on people to get vaccinated because all these so-called variants are coming out. But you can't force people to get vaccinated. All these vaccinated people are the ones spreading the virus. All of them are the ones spreading the virus. Now, oh, it's everybody's responsibility. Oh, the people that aren't vaccinated, you're going to die. This winter is going to be unforgiving for you. And I'm like, yo, what type of stuff is that to say to the people of America, the people that voted for these people? These are Democrats, no less. They push and they push this narrative that you're a bad person if you don't get vaccinated. You're not. Do not believe that. You have a personal choice. It is your personal choice. You cannot fault people for their personal choice. I don't. I don't fault anybody for not taking for not taking it. I don't fault people for taking it. But what you what I won't do is shame you. I am in no moral position. Again, let me repeat that. I am in no moral position to tell people what they should and shouldn't do with their life. Because I don't live my life all the way on the narrow scale. I'm not in a moral position. I am not a perfect human being. I can't judge you on what you do and don't do. That aside, I digress. But the black man is always seen as a villain. So they had this show of called something in Harlem and it was uh, gay people and they went into a barbershop and the, the guy was in the barbershop being belligerent and being rude. And, you know, it was a gay girl in the barbershop getting her hair cut. And the guy in the barbershop was being belligerent. He was being rude. Um, And then he, you know, she proceeded to leave. And then it was the discussion on Twitter and and they were saying, no, this is my experience. I've I've been in and out of barbershops since 1994 or five. We're talking about 26 to 27 years. I've been in and out of barbershops. I've never seen or heard any of these type of things. <clears throat> any dude in the barbershop, they had rules in the barbershop that said no cursing. 
any dude in a barbershop that was in there cursing and doing all this carrying on, he was reprimanded. He was kicked out. Nobody ever does that. Women come in there to get their son's hair cut all the time. Nobody was disrespectful talking about what type of sex they got last night. We have to stop making black men seem like we're villains. The lady who wrote the show, you know, she's LBG. You know, she's an alphabet person. Um, and I'm and it bothered me because this is not indicative of what we are. This is not what barbershops are. Barbershops has always been a safe haven for black men to go and express their problems. And we've done that for years. You go in there. I went to the barbershop today and got fresh. Me and my barber was talking about real life. We wasn't cussing. We wasn't doing none of that. Females come in. We don't cuss. Even if it was church people, we didn't cuss. I'm not a believer in church. I don't believe in uh, the church or I don't believe in Christianity. But at the same time, we still have respect for people. Our biggest, pro- the biggest problem is they do anything to demonize black men. And then it was people that never been in barbershops that always have to be contrarians to what people are saying. Oh, I've been in barber. No, you. No, you have not been in barbershops, bro. Because if you did, you would know that it wasn't like this. People will use anything to dog black men out if they see an opportunity. If they see any opportunity to dog a black man out, they will dog a black man out. I'm telling you, man. They always do this, man. And it, and, and and it's a shame because they always doing this. It always happens. They always find a way to make the black man, the black man a demon. He's demon and he's a villain. And they always do this, even in movies, the color purple. Um, and speaking of the color purple, um, that movie was made by a black feminist. What was her name? I'm sorry, y'all. I'm trying to get Alice Walker. She's a. Uh, <clears throat> she's a um a white. She's to me a uh, 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 black white supremacist, and she's a feminist. I call them black white supremacists because. They perpetuate the image and the stereotype of a black man being, oh, he wants to be patriarchal like a white man and all this. It's okay. When a black man is running everything, when a black man is in front of everything, it's always a problem. He secretly wants to be a white man because they have all the power. But when white men are in the forefront of everything and when white men are running everything, it's okay. They are fine with patriarchy. 
because it's not a man that looks like them. They'll bow down to a white man before they bow down to a black man. Um, so we were having, you know, uh, one of the, one of the, uh, most disgusting people that I've ever seen in my life. I've read some of her work. Um, her name is Belle, Belle Hooks or whatever her name is. Uh, she just passed away. Um, She passed away. Um, <clears throat> she was um, she was like a double dose of hating black men, double dose because she was the alphabet community and she was a black feminist. And let me tell you about feminism. I give y'all a backstory on feminism. Margaret Sanger was a feminist, and she said, "My the only job I have is to eradicate the Negro." This is Margaret Sanger saying this. Her letter to one of the doctors at Johnson and Johnson. We can't let them find out that we're driving. <coughs> Excuse me. We can't let them find out <coughs> that we're trying to eradicate the Negro. And like I said, feminism was created because white men had an unhealthy obsession with black men and white women <clears throat> felt some type of way so that was the movement that they started <clears throat> so excuse me <clears throat> so that was where feminism started so for black women to take on that hatred and it makes sense now for black women to take on that hatred and that envy of their man their leader it's very telling and that's what black feminists are. They're black, white supremacists. Nothing they say makes any sense. I don't give them a, a, a chance to speak. Like, I'll debate them. I, <clears throat> I'll have a close debate with them. But nothing they say is based in fact. So, uh, one of the, the most disgusting black feminists passed away last week. Her name is Bell Hooks. <clears throat> I'm not going to say anything bad about her as far as her because she's dead but i will say that she was a very very vulgar um person when it came to black men she had a lot of vitriol towards black men and my mom said if you ain't got nothing nice to say don't say nothing at all and i'm gonna keep it that way i'm not gonna <clears throat> call her all type of things that i want to call her but she was definitely a black white supremacist she hated black men in her book um she talked about the central part five those kids were exonerated she said that they performed some type of suicidal uh ritual and that's how they touched that white woman and she talked about white supremacy and you know it was people <clears throat> that was defending that and i said you can't defend a person that hates someone that is their own skin color. That is, you know, we are all in this together. So how can you hate a black man that much that you, <clears throat> that you take something that white women created and use it as your own to, and, and as an avenue to hate your man? 
They them white women started feminism because they wasn't getting attention, and their man still didn't give them attention. But every day they go home to their man, they sleep with their men, they have children with their men, but they come out and give y'all stuff and have y'all independent broke, had y'all independently broken alone. Y'all independent, y'all may have money, but you're alone. You don't have, you're longing for that love that you didn't get from your father if your father was around. A lot of these women have black fathers and they hate black men to no avail. Brittany Cooper is one of those people. She's a piece of garbage. Professor Crunk. Who calls himself Professor? Who calls himself some corny ass name like Professor Crunk? She oh oh uh, black men I I can't I can believe the white supremacists they give me death threats but it, it hurts even more coming nobody ever said they wish you would die you know the delusion that these people have she's a very delusional person she's kind of on the big side so she blamed Trump for her weight gain because Trump was somehow blocking black women from getting health care. And listen, I'm sick and I'm tired of these people blaming white people for simple problems. And they're not talking about problems on a global scale, as a reparation scale, or a tangible scale, or policy scale. They don't blame white people for that. They blame white people for simple shit. I'm blaming... I, she said she blamed Trump for her weight gain. Girl, you was never small. You blame yourself for your weight gain. It's simple for you to get up every day and you can walk around and you can lose weight. It's the, it's that simple. What happens with these type of people is they want people to feel sorry for them. They want pity. I will give her no pity. I will give her no pity. She is not a person that deserves pity. She's a piece of garbage. She has a black father. He got killed, but she was a daddy's girl. But her mother and all them raised her to be a, a black man hating person. I'm about to say something else, but I caught myself. A lot of the anti-black racism, it comes right from our own people. They coon, they skinning and grinning for these white women and these white men, these Democrats. She's nothing but a Democratic bootlick. You put me in front of these people, any of these people, and we can have a debate and I will chew their ass up. There's no comparison. They don't compare to what we can do. They can't get in front of a real screen. They can't get in front of a real screen, put on a big platform. They can't debate people, and that's why they don't debate people. They use a bunch of straw man arguments, a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with anything. Um, A brother um, on there, his name on Twitter, y'all check him out if y'all in the Houston area. He's trying to help people. People in Houston are still suffering from Hurricane Harvey. 
he's helping these people uh, get hotels because they their house is full of mold. But we have a black politician, a black mayor that runs that city. All gas, no break. 83. He's a good brother, man. I want to give him a shout out. Salute, bro. Go on Twitter at all gas, no break. 83. He's a good brother. Salute that man. But he brung these black feminists to task. He talked about how black women are being treated in, in Houston. Right. And the first thing a black feminist said, well, who put them in that situation? A black man is running the city. He put them in that situation. Da, 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 da. But it's also protect black women. <laughs> but it's protect black women. And when it comes to calling out the BS that these Democrats do, they don't call out Democrats. They said, well, Republicans probably telling him what the... <sighs> You people have to stop this with this Democrat and Republican thing. These progressives, these right wingers, they're all our enemies. We need to be our own people. We need to have our own situations. But, you know, it's just like a black man can't win for losing. We get killed. This one, I'm not marching for Eric Garner because they don't march for black women that have been raped. And I said, oh, God. You're bringing up two different things. And, and, and who, why can't you do both? You can fight inner city violence and fight white supremacy at the same time because white supremacy is directly connected to inner city violence. So, you know, we live... In a state where black men, it's easy for us to be puncher bags. It's easy for us to, to, to be the villain. We're always seen as the villain, no matter what we do. We get in trouble for saying, for speaking our mind, we're seen as unprofessional. We're seen as beastly. We're seen as threatening. But we can have people that are trying to belittle us. A white woman at my job tried to belittle me and told me, I got 30 years experience in this field. You can't really tell me anything. And she tried to belittle me. And I told her, what does your years of experience got to do with now? Because you're not in the field working with me. If she was in the field working with me, then okay, you, you could teach me some things, but it's nothing you can teach me. There's nothing that you can teach me because your status as a white woman and having degrees, and that's what she's all about, saying who isn't qualified for this, who isn't qualified for that. She has a history of doing that to people and trying to belittle them and make them feel less than because she has a position of power. I'm in this position because I have this degree and I have all these years of experience. There's nothing that you can tell me. You're not smart enough to tell me these things. And that's what I got from that. Maybe that's not what she meant, but that's how she came off. As a matter of fact, I don't even give her that much fucking benefit of the doubt. That's what the hell she meant. She meant every word that she said to me. It wasn't taken out of context. She said what she said, and she has to stand on that. But I will be filing a complaint against her ass. 
it ain't no way in hell that you can tell somebody they don't have the years of experience so they can't tell you anything. Times have changed in the last 30 years. It's just like in the NFL. Times change in the NFL. You can be a great coach, but you might not can't coach the future because you might have came from the 80s when they weren't using analytics, when they weren't using, you know, this whole analytic game. Analytics works and it doesn't work, but you have to somehow incorporate it into your game plan and how things go and who to sign and who not to sign. Things change, so everybody needs help. But for you to say that to somebody and try to belittle them because they don't have the same degrees or the same years of experience, even though they're actually on the field doing the labor, that's very, very telling of what type of person you is. So I'm definitely filing a complaint against her. I'm not going to let that go because you can't tell me that just because I don't have 30 years of experience or I don't have the degrees you have, I don't know what I'm doing. I do this every single day. So for you to tell me what I can and can't do or what I don't know, that's very, very telling. And it's very disrespectful to me. You're not doing my job. You handle paperwork. That's what you handle. You're a pencil pusher. That's what you do. You handle paperwork. You handle certain things and I handle the other things. I get down to the nitty gritty. You don't do anything. So it's nothing that you can tell me about what I'm doing. Because I've made my own system and I've been getting by with my own system. I have not had one complaint about what I do as far as when it comes to my pay, the patients that I serve. You can't tell me anything because I haven't had complaints coming from where I work. But I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to go off because I will. And she ain't worth the time. But that's the whole thing of me being a strong black man and me being seen as a threat. I don't care if I come off threatening. I didn't threaten anybody. Your reality, your, no, not your reality. Your thought process is not reality. Just because you think I'm threatening doesn't mean I'm threatening. If I didn't threaten you, I didn't threaten you. You can't look at something and say, oh, well, I thought you can't think. You have to be right on time with everything. Everything has to be specific when you're dealing with people. Why well, I can't shoot somebody because, oh, I thought he was coming to get me. No, but did he come and get you? No, he didn't. You thought, and you can hurt people, and people lose jobs, people get murdered over these type of things, because somebody thought. Just like a guy just got out of jail after 20 some, after 40s, almost 40 years, 39, 38, 39 years, a guy got out of jail, because a woman thought he raped her. He didn't get a dime. The city of New York didn't give him any, the state of New York didn't get him anything. All she said was, listen, I'm sorry, it shouldn't have happened, blah, blah, blah. No mention of, uh, of money for this brother. No money for this man. But 
an apology is enough because he's a black man. And that's why I said our plight is totally different than anybody else's plight. And I'm including our women in that. Yes, our women suffer, but we suffer more because if we're not right, we can't have our women right. We can't lead our women straight if we're not right. If we are not right, we cannot lead our women on a straight and narrow. Because we're going over the same hoops and obstacles that they're going over. So what I want to say to all my brothers, man, keep your head up. Be safe out here. Keep your head on the swivel. You got hating niggas. You got hating females. And I just want to tell my brothers and sisters, man, just be careful out here because there's a lot of shit going on, man. Whether it be our own people or be these white supremacists. We are in a state of war. They're slowly but surely declaring war on us. And our people don't seem to get that. So, man, I'm about to get out of here, man. I love y'all. Be safe out here. Um, it's almost the end of the year, man. We, I'm told you, I'm coming back next week. We're back to back to back. We, I'm, 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 I'm with it. So, everybody, I love y'all. Hit the cash at <clears throat> dollar sign K H A L A F T A Y L O R. Hit that cash at dollar sign K H A L A F T A Y L O R. I'm out. I love y'all. Peace.